0: Whoever is listening, welcome back. My name is Grayson Mann. This is the Man with a Plan podcast, episode 42. Guys, wherever you're listening, we are on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, PodBay, Podbean, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, if you're listening to this throughout the week, tomorrow, it is about 12.15 in the middle of the night, and the Milwaukee Bucks have just been crowned the 2021 NBA Champions They have just defeated the Phoenix Suns in a six-game series win, 4-2. So what I just wanted to do, and I didn't really think about this until we started talking about just what it meant, how we were feeling, the raw raw emotions. I wanted to get my reaction. So guys, this is going to be a shorter podcast than usual. It might be about 10, 15 minutes. I'm not really sure yet. It might be shorter than that. Just to really get my thoughts out in a clear, concise way. Just a raw reaction, just how I feel, what this means for the league, and moving forward. So obviously, the Phoenix Suns were bested 4-2 to to the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. I just want to start by talking about what it means for the league. The hometown teams, so you got Phoenix and you got Milwaukee, two small market teams who have for a while been kind of in the, the backseat to the NBA. You had the Bulls in the 90s, you had the Lakers in the 2000s, the Celtics, In the early 80s, you had LeBron taking the front stage. So you have two small market teams in Phoenix and Milwaukee who really aren't used to the spotlight. And you get a unique playoff run like this where both teams, you can say catch some breaks, face some adversity. You know, the the thing on Phoenix all year was, or at least in this playoff series, was each series they seemed to catch a break. LeBron and AD were hurt. Jamal Murray for the Denver Nuggets in the second round. And then you had in the conference finals, they missed out on Kawhi Leonard, and they ran into a Clippers team who had been through the gauntlet the entire way through. And so Phoenix comes to the finals well-rested. Many believe they were going to overcome a Milwaukee Bucks team who had been through a tough Miami team that they swept. Ironically, the team that they beat out, or the team that beat them out to get to the conference finals in this amazing bubble run that Miami had, Milwaukee beat them first to get to this run. Milwaukee then faces the super team in Brooklyn, gets a little bit of a break, catches a Kyrie that's hurt, but as to face James Harden and Kevin Durant, who are both unbelievable athletes, Kevin Durant was insane in that series, dropping 50 points, being probably a shoe size away from having an entirely different discussion here, and then facing a surprise team in Atlanta, and two weeks ago, we really thought that Giannis was going to be out with a torn ACL, so both teams... Had different storylines coming in, and it was a hell of a series. It was back to back to back, back and forth. Both teams traded home games, and then the decisive game five, we had really close games, iconic moments. It was all the hometown teams. I talked before how it meant so much to these franchises because Phoenix hasn't won a single championship. Milwaukee had one, but it was so long ago. So it felt like both teams are fighting to become the next big, bright face in the NBA. It was something that was really great for basketball. It's the first series since 2016, I think, for me, when LeBron was on the Cavs and he had Kyrie and Kevin Love. Most could argue that was technically a super team, quote unquote. They were playing the 73-9 Golden State Warriors and they came back 3-1. to I was on LeBron, getting that hometown team, that small market franchise that won its first NBA championship. I was all for LeBron. I have a Cavs shirt, actually, that I was given the year prior because one of my sister's friends was a Cavs fan. So I was like, all right, I could, I could roll with this. So it was Team LeBron in 2016, but then they went Cavs-Warriors, Cavs-Warriors, and it felt like the NBA was striving for a new face, a new face of the league, and then in came Giannis Antetokounmpo, you had Kawhi Leonard take him down in 2019 to win his championship. Then LeBron joins the Lakers. They form a super team with AD. I guess not really a super team, but they form a combo that is so well complemented with each other that it's tough to stop. So then we get to here. It's a pandemic season. It's a shortened season, and it's really an odd, awkward finish to the regular season. We just don't know how it's going to play out. We had new teams, new faces, and something that I just want to point out is that patience was rewarded i think for milwaukee it's fantastic that a team that was 15 and 67 with chris middleton who i want to just interject is from charleston south carolina porter goud if anybody from porter goud is listening to the podcast kiza has been represented well i'm a pinewood alumni so you guys have had the best of us for a couple years now so we'll see how that one goes but patience was rewarded you had a unknown in Giannis and you had an unknown in Chris Milton who stuck through and that patience was rewarded they were able to build a team that was organic it was authentic it was something that was really beautiful to watch because they had some disappointments in the playoffs you had the one seed where Giannis was the MVP they came up short against Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors you had an MVP season where they came up short in the second round against the Heat you could have if you were management decided this isn't working Giannis could be heading somewhere. Nobody would have said, hey, it's Giannis' fault for wanting to chase a championship. Maybe it wasn't Milwaukee where he was going to chase it. There was a lot of unknowns that we had to figure out with Milwaukee and they had to figure out themselves. And a lot of parallels really between Milwaukee and Phoenix. Chris Paul was that missing piece. There was a lot of unknowns with Booker, the call Bridges, young, talented players, but they really didn't know how to put it all together. Once these two teams put it all together and it was on that big stage, you could see years and years of disappointment, years and years of work building up towards a really fantastic series. Players were tired. There was a lot of energy put towards this. It was something that you could really get behind. There weren't many players out there that you could really dislike. You have Chris Paul's haters. You have Giannis's haters. But you really had something put together that was one of the most genuine NBA finals, I want to say, in a long time. Loyalty. Giannis could have easily taken when the all right, let's shift to a, a trade that happened in the trade deadline. So the Bucks shipped. They were they went all in and they wanted Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker. They were able to think these guys were our final pieces that we need. Those complementary fits. Giannis could have easily left. He could have, after this year, if it not had worked, he could have just said, hey, I'm gonna go find a new team. I'm gonna try to put something together. This just isn't working anymore. But he decided to stick with it. He signed that Supermax, a show of loyalty to a city that currently is dealing with another superstar that isn't really feeling the the place Wisconsin, isn't really feeling Green Bay anymore. I think Giannis, moving forward, is the face of Wisconsin sports. It's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Loyalty tonight was something that we all see see and just really took that process Just first and foremost, it was just something really fantastic to watch. I think it's fantastic for the league. I think the NBA, especially with the Golden State super teams, especially with the LeBron becoming more of a villain now that he's on the Lakers, there is somebody that you needed to put your league behind and say, hey, this is how it can be done. New Orleans with Zion. This can be done with your style of player. This can be done in Boston where you've tried to be organic and you've tried to be authentic. You haven't really built a super team, whether that was your, whether your fault or not. You have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, a duo that you could honestly replicate with Giannis and Chris. Not necessarily the same skill set, but a skill a duo that could build into a championship team. You have teams that are all looking and watching this finals. you got Atlanta that's built organically. You have The Knicks that are currently built organically, teams that could really make things happen, Utah, San Antonio, Memphis with John Morant, things are coming to a forefront, and it's really great to see that these two teams in Phoenix and Milwaukee were teams that were built organically, but just needed that one piece, and they sacrificed it through trades. There was no, we're going to build this superstar, we're not going to build LeBron, Durant, and all these other people in. It's something really nice to see. And obviously, you can't have a finals reaction without talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. What a performance. He averaged 35 points per game throughout an insane series he had. And let's be reminded that two weeks ago, we all thought that Giannis Torres ACL, a man that is not only insanely talented, insanely hardworking, insanely humble. That's the last thing I want to focus on. Somebody that's super humble, super genuine. You really does. You really have to... Find something. And I feel like a lot of people are going to try to tear him down. A lot of people are going to try to find his weaknesses. We're not all perfect as human beings, but Giannis is somebody that comes across to me that the NBA could really grapple onto. A guy who stayed with his small market town. A guy who stayed with that team that really could have easily failed him multiple times and he could have decided that it wasn't going to work out. Someone that's genuine, someone that's humble. I keep repeating myself, but it's all this built up emotion for the last couple days. I thought. This is the guy that's perfect to lead the NBA into the next 10 years. Giannis Antetokounmpo, someone who's not even from the our United States, a uh, United States-based league, has an international player. This is great for the international league because you've got players like Luka coming in. This new base of international players could take the NBA to new heights that we've never thought of previously because you've had Michael Jordan LeBron. Now we have Giannis from Greece who was selling CDs before he came to the NBA. He wasn't... $100 million rich, he was had to build it all, he had to learn as he goes, he didn't have a formal education in the United States, didn't go to college, didn't take the traditional route, he built it all, he's wise beyond his years, and he was able to say a lot of beautiful things, family man, something that is truly fantastic, and I wish I had done a genuine reaction like this when Tampa won the NFL, the Super Bowl, I was about to say the NFL finals like an idiot, but... Let's keep moving on to the face of the league. Bucks, also, it's a really poetic series because it was about overcoming every obstacle. You had overcoming the team that beat you last year that could have taken away another chance at a title in Miami. You had to play the ultimate team. It's like putting together a team in Madden or NBA 2K and Durant, Harden, Irving, and you were down 2-0, backs against the wall, won your home games. Could have You lost game five, a chance where... Harden and Kyrie were out. Come back game six, win, and then win a absolutely amazing game, excruciating game in Brooklyn where Kevin Durant dropped an insane amount of points. I don't know the exact specific total. Had the game-winning shot, took to overtime, took them everything they had, faced a resilient team in Atlanta, went through a Giannis injury, really came together as a team. I think it shows a lot about Budenholzer as a coach. A guy who was probably going to be let go if they had not made the conference finals or even the NBA finals and shown significant progress and shown that he can take this team somewhere. So that's a win for him tonight. There's a lot of great things. Middleton, get that monkey off their back that he wasn't a big player in clutch moments. Giannis, get that monkey off his back. Two-time MVP, a defensive player of the year, five-time All-Star, gets that championship off their back. Now, it's all about where do we go from here. I want to start with the Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul. We don't know what he's going to do. It was a one-year rental from the start. He wants another $100 million contract. I wouldn't say that he has He has an argument, certainly. He's getting older, obviously, as we all do. Can he play another three years off of an insane amount of money? Is a team like Phoenix, who's got a young core and has figured out what it takes to win? Do they Are they going to want him back? That leadership, they all clearly respect him. Could they compete in the West when everybody's back and healthy? We'll have to see how that goes. Now, looking towards the 2022 season with the East, Boston's going to get better. The Knicks are going to get better. They're going to have a Miami team that's going to be tough to beat. Brooklyn is obviously the team you think about. Can they stay healthy? I think that Milwaukee's only going to get better with this core. Keep in mind, they've played with this Drew Holiday, Giannis, Middleton, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez. That core has not been intact for a long time. They got better as each series progressed. Maybe they're not the number one seed, maybe they're not the best team in the East, but they'll certainly be a threat for the finals. And now that the pressure's off, there's no, we gotta get a championship to save our legacy, we gotta save our own selves, we gotta save the city of Milwaukee, that name, we can't put it, we can't tarnish it. No one can take that away from you. That ring is theirs, that ring is theirs forever, that will be cemented in legacy, that will be cemented in history Can they move forward as a team? Can they try to win back-to-back championships? Can they try to put together a dynasty? That's just something that's so fascinating about this championship. Overall, I'm super pleased with how the season went. I'm super excited that I was able to cover it. I'm excited to move forward. The NFL starting soon. We'll be able to cover that, break down games, training camp. Overall, my last thoughts are I'm really happy for Giannis. I feel for Chris Paul. I think both teams will be back. I think Phoenix, regardless of whether they retain Chris Paul, We'll have a team that's willing to win, has what it takes to win, and a core that's ready to put it all together. Giannis, back to work he goes. We'll see what Milwaukee does from here. Guys, that was my quick reaction, a mini-sode, if you want to put it, of the Mammoth Plan podcast, an NBA Finals reaction, literally right after the game. It's crazy. I, like, I really wanted to do this. It's really unique and genuine that I have a platform where I can immediately just get on something and talk about it and get all of my emotions and thoughts out. It may not be the most organized, but it was certainly fun to talk about it with you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. What do you think will happen next? What does the NBA take? What is the future of the NBA as we stand here? Milwaukee, congratulations. Thank you guys for listening. As always, have a fantastic week and take care.